Well, hello. Today's episode will be part two of advice for newbie travel influencers and content creators. What I would do if I wanted to become a travel influencer. If you haven't had a chance, make sure to listen to the last episode, number 22, where I give you part one. I give you really great tips on things I would do if I wanted to become a travel influencer because like I've mentioned in the past, I've worked with travel influencers. So I highly suggest that you listen to episode 22. Welcome to Influence with Cultura Marketing Podcast, a marketing podcast for Latinas new to marketing, looking for career advice, personal development tips, mentorship, and a community where you can meet other Latinas that can help you get your desired position or gain skill sets needed for that next marketing job. But most importantly, you'll be able to connect with real amigas cheering you on along the way. For those that don't know me, hello, welcome. I am your host, Vanessa Parra. I am a Latina marketer in the hospitality and tourism industry, aka destination marketer. I have over 10 years of sales and marketing managerial experience, and in a past life, I was a recruiter. So I know exactly what hiring managers are looking for when hiring their next marketer. If you would like some help to land that new marketing job, make sure to click the link in the show notes and schedule a 15-minute free coaching session. I'd be more than happy to help you brainstorm ways to help you land that marketing job. And if you're not interested, no worries. Just grab your cafecito, your drink of choice, and feel free to listen in to this podcast episode. So I know it's been a while since I've been on here, and I don't want to ramble, but for those that are genuinely interested in what I've been up to, Let's just say November is a very, very busy month for me, both personally and at work. In November, it was my daughter's birthday, my husband's birthday, Thanksgiving. We left to Cancun for a week uh, for a family vacation, and also because one of my husband's family members got married. So we used that as an excuse as a family vacation. And then out of nowhere, December just crept up on me. And like everyone else, we're just trying to wind down the year, try to you know get all my marketing at work done and celebrate the upcoming holidays. So yes, November, December is a very busy season, but I didn't want to end the year with my last episode because I felt like it was really incomplete. And so I do have a few more episodes lined up until the end of this year. And yeah, I just wanted to let you know why I haven't been present, but I'm okay. Um, I feel a lot more relaxed because a few weeks ago, really stressed out. Um, but yeah, but I'm back. Now, let's get into this episode. So advice, for newbie travel influencers and content creators, what I would do if I wanted to become a travel influencer. So something I would highly suggest 
is that you optimize your social media channels depending on the type of social media platform you plan to make, like your number one platform of choice to help promote that you're going, you are a travel, not you're going to, you are a travel content creator or influencer, then you follow specific rules in that platform. So for example, with TikTok, I know it is very SEO friendly. So definitely figure out ways to optimize that where people can find you. So maybe for example, you are a travel content creator for Latinas. You would want to include something about you being Latina or maybe your niche is food, right? So same thing. You might include keywords that talk about the areas that you cover, the type of food that you cover, the type of content that you cover, stuff like that. And then on Instagram, for example, I would include like my headline. I would include keywords that have to do with the type of content that you're creating or who you are, or again, the niche you are in or the type of influencer that you are, stuff like that. So I would definitely start off there. Then I would make sure to be following businesses that you truly would like to eventually um, form partnerships with, where you're going to be able to charge them for your content. And you might be following them already. Or if you're not, think about brands that you currently enjoy as a consumer, right? So like I mentioned in the last episode, I'm using examples um, for travel, just because again, my background is in tourism and travel and hospitality. So these examples are more tailored for travel, but I believe any type of influencer can use these tips as well. So that's why I highly suggest that you follow brands that you plan to work with or that you truly enjoy related to what you're trying to grow in. Then I would highly suggest that you follow your local CBP and interact with them on social media. So if you don't know what a CBP is, a lot of larger destinations have them. So pretty much CBP stands for Convention Visitors Bureau. And like I mentioned before, big cities have them. So I know like San Diego has them. I think Los Angeles has them. In my area, it's Monterey. Um, I believe there, and then there's the big one, the main one, which is Visit California. There's Fresno. Um, there's just so many out there. So if you would like to become a travel influencer, I would start off with your area. And if you're from a small town, then maybe the nearest city or the nearest BBB, I would definitely follow them on social media. And I would attend any of their conferences or meetups if it's open to the public. Um, most likely you would have to pay for like a fee to attend, but who cares? Go and get to know people, not necessarily um don't be like that annoying salesperson saying like, hey, if you want to work together, no. like genuinely go introduce yourself. Yes, let them know who you are and the type of content that you will be creating. Um, some people, I hate to say this, won't care, 
some people, especially if you talk to a marketer, will be highly be interested in you and wanting to learn more about the type of content that you create that might start following you. So I would definitely attend those type of events and also so you can get insights on their goals, what they plan to do for the following year or what they did the previous year. So a lot of times, for those that don't know, the CVBs have a bunch of stakeholders. They represent common goals that the community, the hospitality industry are wanting. So they have goals that they have to meet, even though they're a nonprofit. And so by you really figuring out what's important to that destination, what they care about, then you can use that as an advantage when eventually when you do pitch them on the content that you can create, you can use that because you'll understand. So for example, here in the Monterey area, sustainability is a really big thing. So say you're all about sustainability. Maybe you create certain content related about sustainability. So you can pitch that, you know, and they'll definitely consider you in the future. And even if for whatever reason you don't end up working with the CVB, I would still go because all the nearby hotels or businesses in the area would most likely be attending. And with these type of businesses, you can definitely get a foot in the door because maybe they're not looking for these like mega or macro influencers that the CVBs usually work with, especially if you're a local and maybe you eat at a specific restaurant or you purchase from a specific business that's there. I would use that as an advantage because not only, yes, you're an influencer and maybe you have a small following, but you're a local. So you know the benefits of their business that just a regular influencer wouldn't know. And you probably have way more engagement and more influence than these mega influencers. Because if they go, they'll go one time. Yes, they might get other people to go visit. But if you're a local, I would see it as like repeat business. Because once you work with them once and you show these brands your value, what you can bring to the table, the type of sales you can bring in, you can continuously pitch to them, maybe figure out like long-term campaign or campaigns so you can, you know, be an ongoing, they can be your like ongoing client. So yes, definitely I would attend these type of events. The next thing I would do is I would, if you haven't already, create a LinkedIn account. All these different businesses typically have marketing teams and they're all on LinkedIn. So the best way to reach out to these type of people or to get to know these people is through LinkedIn. Because if you just decide to send like a DM through Instagram, depending on how big the brand is, sometimes it's not the marketing team. It could be like an agency or someone else and your messages will get lost. Especially, I hate to say this, if you don't have like a large following, they might not care. They might overlook you. So you need to go in through the back door and the back door is LinkedIn. LinkedIn might not be as fun as TikTok and Instagram, but believe me, LinkedIn is probably the most 
valuable social media platform for a professional, a true career professional. Even if you're not interested in like, you know, the average corporate marketing job, something you should realize that even as an influencer, you need to see yourself as a marketer. You are a marketer because you are marketing that destination. You are marketing this business. So that's why you need to treat yourself as a business, as a marketing professional, and get on LinkedIn. Optimize your LinkedIn page, which I will be creating a training and another episode on so I can help you really show off your expertise, your skill sets, and then go to LinkedIn and figure out who these marketers are, who are these decision makers on the marketing team, and form true connections. And that way, you're able to pitch yourself, um, get them off the platform, onto email. And if you live nearby, I would even recommend like meeting them in person, just, you know, in a fun way so they can get to know you better, stuff like that. So definitely make sure to get on LinkedIn. The other thing I would really recommend is that you get to know the business's mission or sales goal, sales goals better when deciding on forming relationships with these different brands. So for example, I think the easiest way to really understand a brand is not only looking over their social media channels, but going to their website, reading their sales page, reading their about page, really understanding like their mission, why they started the business, or any information you can find about these specific brands. Or if they don't have a mission, by looking at their website, at least you'll understand what their sales goals are. Sales goals are. So for example, say you go to a hotel and maybe it's a beachfront hotel. So obviously their marketing strategy is to get people to stay at their hotel and for them to show off the view, right? Their ocean view. So if you're able, eventually when you get to that point where you're able to pitch to them, provide some value, let them know how you're unique and how you'll be able to show your audience, you know, how beautiful the destination is, where this hotel is located and why they should stay there. Um, Talk about like the benefits of the hotel. So for example, I worked at one hotel in the area that was a California state park and a lot of their meeting spaces and guest rooms were really old, but they were built by this very famous architect. So that's very important to certain people, maybe an older generation where they care about art, they care about history. If they know about that, believe me, they'll definitely want to stay there. So an influencer would pitch that, you know? So that's why it's very important to find brands that align with what your audience truly cares about. Don't just pitch to brands because you feel like, oh, this brand seems cool. They'll probably give me a lot of money. It needs to be more than just the money. You need to be able to form these connections with brands where, again, you have common missions, common a common vision, you know, maybe you have similar audiences because then you'll be more valuable to that hotel. So it's very important that you get to know the really well, understand their mission, 
their sales goals so you can use that as your advantage. I would also create a media kit and a rate sheet. So even if you're not at the point where you have all these followers, I would still create a media kit. I would still create a media kit and rate sheet because you never know. Someone can find one of your videos, one of your blogs, whatever content you create, and just come up to you and say, hey, we really like your content. We want to work with you. Please email me your media kit. And if you don't have one, the last thing you want to do is say, uh, I don't have one, or I'll get back to you. No, you need to have it ready. Like if you were like this mega influencer that has a million followers, you need to have everything ready and set. And you don't need to hire a graphic designer. You can honestly just go to Canva and you will be able to find templates there and obviously just customize them to your brand, your branding colors that I talked about in the last episode and just make it look and feel like you and the type of content that you'll create. As for rate sheets, that one's a little tough, especially if you're a new influencer because you might not know like how much to charge. So if you're able to form relationships with other influencers and see if there's like meetups or Facebook groups or stuff like that, you can figure out like what type of rates are out there and then maybe come in a little lower at the beginning just to get your foot in the door or even do it for free. I know people don't want to hear this, but sometimes um, just getting free products and services just to get your foot on the door and create your portfolio can help. The other thing I would do is follow influencers that have worked with the companies that you want to work with. Look at those companies' social media channels. Are there any campaigns on there that you can see where an influencer similar in the niche that you're trying to grow in has worked with them? See the type of content that they created, the type of campaigns they worked on, and get ideas on maybe how you can you can do something similar, but obviously authentic, a different spin. And also look at the season. So that way, maybe like six months before that season comes up again, or even at the beginning of the year, reach out to them and let them know like, hey, I noticed that you did this campaign with this specific influencer on this specific topic. Here are some ideas on how I would like to collaborate with you because I love your product or services and stuff like that. So that way you're at least top of mind and they'll see that you're interacting with them. Um, yeah, so definitely follow other influencers that have worked with those businesses. That way you can gain your own ideas. Now, a number one way to grab a brand's attention is by posting content for free and tagging them. Yes, I know you probably want to get paid. Everyone wants to get paid. But when you're first starting, unfortunately, you need to start at the basics at the beginning, you know? And if you truly like that brand, love that brand, you like their services and products, you probably would have posted content about them anyways, right? So why not? So what I would do, I would pretend like I'm already there, okay? I'm this famous um, influencer that has all these followers, that has the best audience out there. What type of content would my audience care about, right? And I would pretend that this brand is paying me already 
to create this content? What type of things would this brand care about? If they, for example, sell a specific product or maybe membership, create a campaign, and it doesn't have to be like a full-on campaign. It could be like a video or something or a blog about this specific membership. Or maybe if it's like a winery, maybe um, as an influencer, you do like a giveaway, right, for like one of their bottle of wines. Just figure out some type of marketing or campaigns that a brand would pay an influencer to do, and you do it, obviously for free, and tag that brand. So for example, going back to the whole um, vineyard thing, say there's say your audience really cares about wine, right? And then there's a specific type of wine that you truly love. So for me, for example, I love rosé. So say there's a rosé bottle that I really love, right? So maybe I would purchase the rosé bottle and then I would do some type of like giveaway with my audience. And I would track that. You have access to your own analytics, especially if you have a creator account, which I highly suggest that you do, or a business account. And I would use that as like a case study. And that way, when you do your giveaway, you can go and see like how many people actually clicked the link to sign up for the giveaway. Or if you created the reel, how many people actually viewed it, your engagement rate, stuff like that, and just track them. And then in the future, when you do pitch or you start communicating with these brands, you can tell them like, hey, um, my audience really likes your product or services. And I actually have an example of what I'm saying. Uh, the other day I gave a, a giveaway. I gave away a bottle of your rosé. I got a thousand people who subscribed to the uh, giveaway. So I have a bunch of emails that you can retarget to later. Or my engagement was up by 10%. Or I have over, I don't know, 10,000 views on my real, I don't know, depending again on the goal of the campaign or what you want to portray. And then I would take a screenshot and show them, you know, because people can lie and say like, oh yeah, I have the best engagement, but maybe you don't. <laughs> or, you know, stuff like that. But if you can show the screenshot of your analytics, show like how people engaged, how many subscribers you got, like that, believe me, brands will start listening and want to get to know you. Maybe they might not hire you right away, but they'll start following you or at least start that conversation because they can see like, wow, this person does not have a lot of followers, but they can keep that person can convert followers into sales. And at the end of the day, that's what brands care about. They don't care if you have a million followers or if you have a thousand followers. All they care about is how many sales they can get from you. So say you only have a thousand followers, but maybe like 75% of your followers purchase that item. Do you think brands would rather work with you or someone that has like a million followers and no one even engaged with, the, with their product or no one bought? Because believe me, I've been in the shoes on the brand side where we've hired influencers that have a large following and they say, oh, we have this like a 20% engagement, everything looked good, you know, they had a similar audience. And then when it came down to it, no one bought, no one bought. 
And there could have been many reasons why the campaign didn't work. But if you're able to prove to that brand that you've already been testing things related to their products and services and it's working, believe me, you'll get their attention. So the one thing I want you to take away about this with this episode is that engagement is way more important than follower counts. And if you can prove that you can convert followers into sales, you are golden and brands would love to work with you. But it's a long sales process, okay? It's not gonna happen overnight. And that's why it's very important that while you are growing your following, while you are growing your brand, while you're getting more experience with all these type of different ways of promoting your business, that you take the time to really focus in certain areas so you can stand out and eventually get that paid job. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'm looking forward to being on here more consistently and I have some more fun episodes lined up and I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another Influence with Cultura marketing podcast episode. Want more? Schedule a free 15-minute coaching session with me where I can help you land that first marketing job or click the link in the show notes to subscribe to my newsletter so you can be the first to know about any programs and episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review and take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at Influence with Cultura Podcast or on TikTok at Influence with Cultura Pod or on LinkedIn at Parra. So more kick-ass Latinas and women of color marketers can know about this podcast. Now remember, you are an asset to any organization and are ready to start that marketing career or business. You got this. Talk to you next week. Hasta luego.